I have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation return in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. That's, I didn't start I, it. But sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. Thank you for joining us. We got a great show today. We got Shane Winmeyer coming on from Shane Campus Pride. From Campus he's, Pride. He's the CEO of Campus Pride. Whoa. We also have a distinguished guest. We have uh, King Ginger, a.k.a. Marcus Pittman. From Apologia Radio. Our brothers from Apologia Radio who have been yes. super gracious to us. Welcome, Marcus. I, I feel like we owe them money. Do we? Like, they've been so kind. Like, <laughs> I mean, probably. seriously, they sharing the. It feels nowadays to get somebody to how, share a post on Facebook much, is like expensive. How much do we owe you, Marcus? <laughs> how about y'all just get some uh, all access subscribers to sign up, and we'll we'll, we'll call it even. So, so talk about that real quick. Yeah, what, what is that? Yes. Okay, so we have about fifty episodes of Apologia TV. We have a bunch of lectures from New St. Andrews Academy and like hey. theological lectures and stuff, and it's uh, seven ninety five a month, and you get everything. And, and go to apologiaradio.com. Apologiaradio.com, and you can get all that stuff. It's fantastic, and y'all get some subscribers, and we'll just we'll just call it even. All right. And the most amazing thing about that is that it's a a great deal, right? <laughs> <laughs> We're all I mean, looking at what, we're what, looking at like, David like what? Yeah. It's a great deal because it's seven dollars and ninety five cents. That's I right. Mean, it's easy to spend seven dollars and ninety five cents in a day. Yeah. That's right. Like you just go to Starbucks. It, exactly. And they're like, "Can I have a small latte?" There you go. And they're like, yeah. seven ninety nine. <laughs> seven ninety nine. Seven ninety nine. And a pound of flesh. So okay. So for our show today, King Ginger is going to join us uh, for the whole show. He's co-hosting with us. Um, this is dangerous, by the way. It is super dangerous. <laughs> Apology and cross politic teaming up. It we is. Don't... If y'all sound too Presbyterian, I might get fired. So you have to come here. Marcus, there's remote here. I got a Baptist church. We won't tell anybody. We won't tell anybody. Trust me, there's okay. only a thousand people listen to this show. Your secret so. is safe with us. <laughs> so all you right, get to say all, all right, the stuff. Okay. Mark, I just want you to feel free. You get to say all the stuff that you don't normally get to say on Apologia here at Cross Politics. Right, where they like they like bleep out all your Presbyterian stuff. They're like, bleep, 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 because you're saying Presbyterian <laughs> stuff. <laughs> so um, I want to, uh, first, before we get into some news and, and things, I want to first um, say hello to our international listeners, especially after we had Boo Boo and wow. San Sandwich on. What good um, brothers, man! Yeah, that, those so pastors, so where are they at? Where are they at? So we have, uh, we've had just for our listeners to know, we we've had some listeners in in Prague and Malaysia, Turkey, um, uh, and so forth. Email us actually looking for Christian fellowship. So if you guys right. um, are out there but and want to connect with one another, but there's one guy in Turkey that we're not talking about. Yes, there's there is, and there's another guy in Turkey that we are, that we talking, are talking about. about. We say right. hello to both you guys. Yes, yeah. uh, no, no, no. We're not saying hello to no. the one. No, Gabe, we're only no. saying hello to the Uh-oh. other one. So uh, please email us <laughs> at crosspolitik at gmail if you guys have connections out that way. Um, and uh, just email us. Period. Like, yeah, emails. Period. Emails for questions. That's yeah. right. Questions. I mean, ask Gabe why he doesn't have a beard. 
<sighs> Gabriel, why don't you have a beard? Oh man, like, don't, don't don't say anything. Don't say anything. <laughs> That's the reason for church discipline. Seriously, uh, I don't even think you can be a Presbyterian and not and have, have a beard. beard. No, 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 man. No, no. even in ba- even I the gotta, Baptists have beards, bro. Uh, no, no. Even I know. even Marcus saying. has can, a beard. I can Marcus. grow a strap. I'm, I'm a, hey, hey, what's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things I too, just go to a Baptist church. I just go to a Baptist church. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to ask Pastor Toby questions, ask Pastor Toby. At crosspolitik at gmail.com. Okay, and if you want to ask Chocolate Knox nothing, how to run a sound system, yes. don't send those how to emails. Fix it. Oh, <laughs> how to man. fix it? How to restart a sound system? Why you got to do that? I think I was the one that fixed it though. <laughs> I got to do that. It was me. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's get to some news and events. Let's move on. Uh, let's get to some news and events. Marcus, if you would tee off, um, uh, everyone, hopefully everyone's been following kind of some of the recent revelations from Wikipedia or Wikipedia. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wikipedia. From WikiLeaks. Same thing. Same thing. I have not. WikiLeaks. Uh, also, um, Veritas. Uh, Veritas. Marcus, what's the, what's the Veritas? Uh, uh, Veritas Project. Yeah. Veritas Project. Veritas. You guys got to check out Veritas Project. There's been some really, there was a, basically the gentleman from Veritas Project um, basically kind of did what David Daldian did and went into Planned Parenthood. Well, this guy went into the Democratic um, uh, Party and went to some very high up people and got them talking about basically and he recorded, voter fraud. He recorded this? He recorded this. Super. And it's online? It's online. Veritas Project. And you got to check it out. What did they say? Uh, there was, he recorded the Dallas style. Go ahead, Marcus. He recorded it David Daladin style, mm-hmm. just undercover camera, mm-hmm. and just uh, it, it's fantastic. Uh, he was talking about there are two videos that was released. The first video talks about how uh, they staged the fight of the Trump rally and the protests of the Trump rallies, and Whoa. then the second video yes. talks about how they bust people in uh, by uh, in the different states to vote illegally in areas where they need more votes. Oh, yeah, wow, and they they um. Uh, uh, this is was... Veritas Project. Yes, Veritas Project. Um, you can follow follow him okay. on Twitter. And, and then everything. what's WikiLeaks? Marcus, why don't you give us a little on WikiLeaks yeah, too? What is WikiLeaks? And, and Marcus, is it even something that we should be paying attention to? Because right now the media is telling yeah. us that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like before you even finish. <laughs> duh. Yes. Yeah, because right now if you look at the media, they're telling us that WikiLeaks is, is these guys stole some information and they're 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 changing it to make it fit their narrative. Okay, well, no, WikiLeaks didn't steal anything. WikiLeaks, the only thing that WikiLeaks does is they have like an anonymous Dropbox where people in the government can send files and information, and then they release it as snap press. So they're giving people... WikiLeaks isn't hacking anybody. They're just releasing documents that people in our government had sent So people in the government are are dropping it in this anonymous Dropbox, and then WikiLeaks just releases it. Right. Exactly. Wow. So he's a member of the press. So it's the same thing that would happen if New York Times got sent an envelope with documents. They would publish it. But it's virtual. Right? So it's just, yeah, it's just a virtual version of, you know, manila envelope showing up at your desk. So so that's essentially all it is. And, uh, whenever and, whenever and manila thieves. envelopes show up at my desk, <laughs> I immediately blog it. I just put it on the blog. I don't, e- I don't even... I don't even, you know, read it. I right. just blog it. I just hit yeah. publish. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if you were a media, <laughs> yeah, outlet, you would, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, 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 but right. but the play is, but they're saying that Russia hacked or or someone hacked and then sent the information over to WikiLeaks. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, they're really bloodthirsty to find a reason to go to war with Russia right now, and that's really scary. 
so one of the things that America did was they set up a fake dating website and tried to send Julian Assange a million dollars to do a commercial that would say tongue-in-cheek something about it's hard to find a date when you're trapped in the embassy for four years or whatever, and they were going to pay him a million dollars, and WikiLeaks found out it was a shell company that doesn't exist, oh and uh, and it had ties to Hillary Clinton, and the the, oh. pro- the plan was to get his bank account information so they could funnel money from Russia to his bank account and then blame him for taking money from Russia. Wow. So wow. now, how do you? How, wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> that was Marcus Pittman. Yes. King Ginger in Phoenix, Arizona. Know what, about what this. kind of connections does Apologia have over there? <laughs> Who? How much money is Russia sending you? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, we're gonna check your bank account. Putin sending you stuff, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean that's my job. I'm a producer, so I'm just finding content all day that we can talk about on the show. And that was that's I mean that's been the main thing. And you know you're, you're talking about Project Veritas. You know uh, James O'Keefe, who made the videos, just tweeted like I, it was today this morning. He tweeted a uh, third video launches tomorrow. Indicts Hillary and Donna Brazil. Uh, if I don't make it till Monday, there's a kill switch on the video. Oh wow! So, oh, hey, that, wow. all my laughing just kind of went out the door. Yeah, that's a real. That's right, serious. Right. Okay, so now now let's get into <laughs> actually let's get into the Donna Brazil. Um, she recently uh, obviously had some WikiLeaks um, leaks, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> how do you Wait, who, who do, is this? How do you follow the Donna Brazil? She is the RNC interim chair of the party. Republican so, National Convention. DNC. DNC. Oh, oh, DNC. Democrat. Yes. You need to put your phone down and listen to me. So, oh. <laughs> I was trying to find this guy you know on what? Twitter. No communion for him. No communion Mar- for this dude yeah, on Sunday. Marcus He's said done. something about Twitter, yep. which I thought that was the universal invitation <laughs> Pick up to phone. open up yep. Twitter. Yeah. It usually is. I did the okay. same thing. Yeah. So let's let's play this video. Megan Kelly, Donna Brazil, Marcus teed up. You say that you say you say that you play that you play straight up, but I have to ask you because oh, you do, were accused you were accused of receiving a debate question before a CNN town hall where they partnered with TV One, and that that you had this question on on March twelfth, that verbatim verbatim was provided by Roland Martin to CNN the next day. How did you get that question, Donna? Well, Kelly, since I play straight up, and I'll play straight up with you. Uh, I did not receive any questions from CNN. Mm. Let's just be Where'd very you get clear. It? Uh, where, where did you uh, get it? F- first of all, <laughs> what information are you providing to me that, that will allow me to see what, what you're talking about? Everybody You is, got the WikiLeaks released a March 12th Podesta email showing you messaging the Clinton campaign with the exact wording of a question asked at the March 13th Kelly, CNN TV Kelly, One town hall debate. Kelly, where did you get it? I, 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 you know, as a Christian woman, I understand persecution, but I will not sit here and be persecuted because your information oh. is totally false. What you're, All what right, you're stop it right there, Marcus. Stop it right there. <laughs> By the way, this only gets worse. Yes! Oh, oh my oh. gracious. As a Christian woman. Look. She oh. pulled the persecution card. She she pulled the Jesus card. Like, look, look, let me tell you something. Jesus ain't going to go for this. Uh, let me tell you. I, I As I watched this whole thing, I thought to myself, um... Miss Donna, just say, look, here's the email. Mm-hmm. I'll show you the email anytime. Come, come ask me that question. I'm innocent. Yeah. Here's the email. They stole it. They they messed it. They messed with it. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's the authentic email that I wrote to them. So whoever's doing this WikiLeaks stuff, they need to stop it. Right. Because they lying on us. Right. Come out with your 
I, it's not hard. Proof. Right. This, right. Yeah, this not, isn't not hard. Proof. If, Come out with your if proof. WikiLeaks is is uh, is playing a scam, yes. Right? If WikiLeaks is 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 making it look like these are authentic emails, but they're not. Yeah. Then it's the easiest thing in the world to just for Miss Donna it's, yeah, to produce that's right. the real email and put a yeah. lie to WikiLeaks. It's the same argument that I have with people who say, "Well, Jesus didn't rise from the dead." I'm like, "Go find his body then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> find his body." Since <laughs> yeah. you're so but sure about this, thing, right. go ahead, Marcus. Yeah, here's the thing though: WikiLeaks has been around for ten years, and they've never one time printed false information. In 10 years. Until now, Marcus. Until now. <laughs> Until now. Yeah, all of a sudden now. All of a sudden now, everything they do is fake. Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. So, so, so explain, Gabe, this is probably more for you. Explain why it's wrong for her to have a planted question. Like, why is that such a big deal that she has a planted question? I think, uh, Marcus, you probably add to this. I think it just, it just shows how um, much uh, in cahoots the Democratic Party is with the media. They they have the questions. So so what? Go ahead. What, well, no, question, what question was this? So I, I mean I'm I'm slow. Sorry. I'm like I I write sermons let's, for a living. Let's back up. Let's back <laughs> up for Toby. I, I don't have I don't have time for. So what? So what? What question is this? That Marcus, do you remember the question? I I don't remember the question. I think it might have been on the death penalty. Was it at a debate? But it's, yeah. It's so debate. so what happened was to set this up. Um, town Donna hall, Brazil got the question from Roland, who's a CNN contributor yeah he was hosting the, the the town hall i believe that night she passed it on to donna he he passed it on to donna that question okay and then she passed it on to hillary oh right so so the okay. debate moderators are are helping hillary better prep for the debate by actually giving them actual questions okay but see, but, oh, if, if we, I if, see. no one's surprised okay. that the cnn is like on their side no one says cnn yeah they did something good for hillary you know, you know clinton <laughs> news network every, every, everybody knows this so then what's what's wrong with the media cheering for their person to make them look the very best they possibly can look well, because that's not what the media is supposed to do. But we already know they're jaded. We already know. We we watch Fox or CNN because they no, feed they're, us. They're objective reporters. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're just telling the truth. Right. <laughs> See, I listen to Apologia because I know they're post-mail. Uh-oh. Here so, it comes. Pull the post-mail right. Slanted card. media. Right. Post-mail. So, so I know they're slanted already. Chalk knocks. Right? So yeah, if but, I, but see, see, David, there's a difference between a slant and collusion. Spell that absolutely. You know what I mean? so, like, so if you gave so if you gave Joe McDermott a question, if you gave Joe McDermott a question at a debate with like I don't know, say somebody like JD Hall, I'm just, just making that up. <laughs> JD takes. Um, but and you gave him a question before the debate, and y'all said, "Hey man, I just want you to have a look at this before we go to the debate, so you have a good answer for that." And that that's wrong. That's called collusion. Collusion. But you're already JD. Yeah, that is wrong. That is wrong. And that's wrong ethics. Right. That's wrong well, because it's, it's, it's wrong, but because it's, they're claiming. Right. That they're being objective, no, that they're being no, neutral. They're that they're, no, 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 it is. That's their claim. That's claiming. their claim. They are claiming that, and they're and they're and the and they are presenting things yeah. as though everything is right there on the fly. Yeah. Now, now, so for example, I, I think I might have mentioned this on another show, but I um sometimes when I go out on campus to preach, I actually have one of my interns there, or actually I've done this with Pastor, right, Pastor right, Doug, right. Uh, Pastor Doug Wilson sometimes. And I'll actually, ahead of time, I'll, I'll introduce myself and I'll say, hey, my name is Toby Sumter. I'm one of the pastors at Trinity Reformed Church. I'm here to talk to you about Jesus today. And this is my friend, Ryan or Doug or whoever. Right, right. And they're here and they're going to ask some questions that you might be thinking. 
Right. So I tell them up front that he's a friend of mine. He's asking questions that somebody, you know, but I'm not presenting it like, like there's just like some sort of stranger in the crowd. Right, right, right. It's like pretending to be a non-Christian. Set, setting up the softballs for you. Yeah, if God's right, right. so good, then why is there evil in the world? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, thank you, bro. <laughs> well. But, so, I mean, if, 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 the, if CNN or the, whoever's hosting the debate says, yeah, and we've given the questions ahead of time to them. Right. There's no problem. There's, there's no problem. There's not collusion. Right. But uh, but they're presenting it like these are these are questions they've never asked them before. So ultimately, Wiki is trying to say these people. It's against, it's against the debate rules too. It's against the debate rules to provide okay. questions from the campus. Okay. So they say. So basically, they're saying these people are not being honest with you as far as news sources. They're setting up the the candidates to look the best yeah. they can because that's who they're. Right. Which we already know. So. They're just saying they're not. We're not. They're not even playing by the, their own rules, is what we're ultimately saying, right? Shock, right? All right. Shock. <laughs> All right. So, uh, last comment on this topic, market and, and Marcus, and I want to move on real quick before we um, uh, close out this episode, uh, this session. Close out this episode. session. <laughs> Dude, is this a that's, session? That's because that cigar over there is getting to you. I know. <laughs> what is that? All right, Marcus, Marcus, ahead, Marcus, last word. I'm just happy to be in a session. <laughs> Oh, oh, Jeff go. needs to hear that. Uh, Jeff needs to hear that one. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> you're fired. Okay, so um, this one's this one's important. Uh, um, we're involved in campus ministry here at University of Idaho, um, Washington State University, and so forth. Um, uh, but Christianity Today uh, did a write up on on mo- basically um, backing up, looking at the data, and saying that most college students are leaving the church. Mm. Most college students. Yep. And, um, and, and they said it's, it's, it's no secret. Everyone kind of knows that this is kind of a trend. Um, Lifeway, so, so they're looking at a Lifeway research study, and, as, and they're saying as, as many as 70% of young adults who are regular attenders of church in high school eventually drop out of the church. 70%. That are regular attenders of church yeah. while they're in high school. And uh, I think I think this goes back to our Fell U University episode yeah. where we talked a lot about this. And I think one of the uh, one of the problems behind this is be, is for one, we're giving our kids over to the government schools to be educated. Um, so you know, as Vody Bakken says, you know, we're giving our kids over to Rome. No wonder they yeah. they they, they, no, they no become they good Romans. Yeah. They don't become Romans, right? And, we and, give our kids and over guess to what? Caesar. And Rome baptizes them. Yeah, Rome baptizes them. They become Romans. Yeah. Yeah. No shock there. <laughs> but the other problem is, I would even say, it's even, like it's like education works. Right. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. It's Imagine like, it's like, that. It's like, would you teach our kids? It's not a failure. Yeah. It's actually a oh, success. Look, it's a success. Yeah. It's yeah. like, we're going to teach your kid not to believe in God. And and why are they winning that? <laughs> it's right. like, right. because they're training because them. Because they're training them. And, but I think the other challenge in all this is, or the other problem in all this is because we don't have a real, even those who are sending their kids to Christian schools don't have a long-term view of what Christian education should look like. And there's this weird phenomenon. We see this in our college ministry where kids graduate from local Christian school and they go to U of I and then it's like they reset. Yeah. They they go back to thinking just like all public education, just like they never even went to the local Christian school in the first place. Yeah. I, I'm surprised at how many students I meet on campus who grew up in church. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I mean, I mean, I shouldn't be anymore. And you say, you know, so many of them, but I meet so many kids uh, on campus and they grew up going to church and they said, I came to college and now I don't believe in God anymore. Now I, I, I went to a science class and now I, I, you know, I don't believe in, in the Bible anymore. Um, whatever. Yeah. It's, it, and it's, you know, it's horrifying how common 
It is. Yep. This this isn't a fail you problem. This is a fail P problem. This is a fail parent problem. Fail church. Fail parent. church. You know yeah, what? I'm going to tell you something. I fell in love with my parents' God. Yeah, I wanted to love the God of my parents. So, and, and that changed my life. You know, so we just need to do a better job of baptizing our babies. And that's why this inter- <laughs> that's why the- <laughs> that's why this interview is important coming up. Coming right. up next on Cross Politics. Hey, we got more with King Ginger. Hey, Shane. Mm-hmm. Shane Windmeyer. Baptize the babies. Get them wet. Get them wet. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build Him a house, not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu forward slash explore. Well, folks, welcome back to Cross Politic. Um, I have a special guest with us today. I have Shane, Shane Winmar here with us. He is a, a best-selling author. You are also executive director of Campus Pride, and you're you're based in D.C. Is that correct, Shane? Actually, no. We're based in Charlotte, North Carolina, in the South. Oh, wow! What what got what guy what guy got you guys started in North Carolina? Well, I actually grew up in the Midwest, and I went to school in the Midwest, and my first uh, job was here in Charlotte working at a university, Mm -hmm. Um, and I am the founder of the organization, uh, along with a couple other of my colleagues, and, you know, there's a lot of work that's necessary in places outside Washington, D.C., and New York (laughs) and L.A., and so... Imagine uh, that. Imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know, and as you know, Charlotte's a great city, and there's been a lot of uh, you know, stuff happening here in North Carolina lately as well, too. Oh yeah, that's you're you're busy down there, huh? We uh, <laughs> my, my uh, I'm I'm, a, I'm actually a, a pastor of a, a church here in Moscow, Shane, and uh, but I went to uh, I went to seminary actually in Greenville, South Carolina, so uh, I I spent a, a little hours. bit of time down in yeah. that down in that area. Right, yeah. Well, it's good to be here this morning with you all. Yeah, thank, well, you. Well, thank, thank you. Well, thank you for joining us. So real quick, um, just tell us a little bit about Campus Pride. What's y'all's purpose? What are you guys doing, um, et cetera? That'd be great. Sure. Campus Pride uh, you know, started in 2001 as an online clearinghouse uh, for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender young people on their campuses uh, to help form student groups and to help them uh, you know, be able to create safer uh, more inclusive communities. And in 2006, 2007, uh, we became a full-fledged 501c3 nonprofit. 
um, which, you know, is obviously a, a tax code sort of thing. Right. Um, but it also changed our organization into a service organization. And we started uh, our leadership camp, which is a five-day, five-night social justice leadership camp. Uh, we have a program in bias and hate crime prevention that looks at, you know, race, sexual orientation, uh, faith, gender identity, a variety of issues of bias and prejudice. Um, we have a benchmarking tool that helps campuses become more, uh, you know, inclusive with their policy program and practices called the Campus Pride Index. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do a lot of different work um, on campuses, roughly about 1,400 colleges across the country. Um, and about 60% of our work is actually based in the South. So mm-hmm. we, we try to do a lot of work in areas that really you know, need more visibility and, uh, you know, more dialogue. Yeah. Now how I became aware of you guys was kind of through your university shameless. And why do you, why do you guys produce a shameless? What's it about? What, and what are you trying to accomplish with this? And maybe, maybe just tell our listeners, um, uh, it would define what the university shameless is also as part of this. Yeah. So, um, this is the first year we've done a list, um, that highlights the absolute uh, worst campuses for LGBT students, and we we called it the shame list. Um, let me start by saying that uh, Campus Pride, for a number of years now, has been the go-to resource when it comes to finding LGBT-friendly colleges. And so every year in August, we would release like a top 25 or a top 50 list of LGBT-friendly uh, of LGBT-friendly colleges, and they. Um, were available um, in August typically, um, and it was it was this year that we decided that because of Title IX um, and the changes um, uh, that we've seen on co- on college campuses related to policies, um, specifically um, impacting LGBT young people, um, that we uh, were going to create this uh, shame list. Um, and as somebody who considers themselves, you know, to be a person of faith, a Christian, um, I thought it was important that we um, highlight campuses where, because of uh, the campus's religious views, um, someone can't be LGBT or they um, can be discriminated against if they are LGBT or worst case scenario, um, you know, the campus has applied for a government, uh, you know, sanctioned right um, through Title IX to discriminate against a young person who might be gay or transgender. And so um, this list was meant to bring attention to those campuses um, because oftentimes, I would say 90% of the times, uh, the students even on those campuses didn't know that the campus had applied for a Title IX exemption. It was oftentimes done uh, kind of by letter to the Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was our goal, was to just bring attention to the fact that there are campuses um, uh, you know, that are religiously identified that do openly uh, discriminate uh, against a young person who is LGBT. And so yeah. that was released in August of this year, uh, the week after we did our top 25 LGBT-friendly list. So when uh, you identify yourself as a Christian and and when we use the word shame, we're referencing something that might have some kind of universal application to everyone's understanding of what shame is. 
uh, would you agree? Would you agree with that? Well, I, I do, and I think language has um, you know shared meaning, right? So yeah. um, everyone bases um, their definition of words based on their shared experience with those words. So it's not it's not um, fair. <laughs> with mm-hmm. any word to say, well, the, de- the dictionary says this, we all have our lived experience around certain words. Mm-hmm. And I, as a young person who grew up uh, coming to terms, you know, coming out uh, mm-hmm. with being gay, you know, felt a large degree of shame from my religion. Uh, you know, at the time, you know, the folks who, you know, I surrounded myself with, you know, that was a, a huge part of to my own, uh, negative harm and feeling about myself. So, you know, that language we did choose very intentionally. Right. Well, I, I guess I wouldn't, uh, part of what I'm getting at here is if shame has some universal meaning to everyone, I, I agree with you that there, there's some context that will come into play based on conversation between me and you or me and my brother or whatever, me and my wife. Um, but that also means that there's some positive aspects of shame, right? If, if, um, uh, if someone has done something bad like like murder and they feel shame about that, that's we want them to f- experience that, right? Because because that was not good, and then their remorse is healthy for our society. Uh, would you agree with that? Yeah, I think I think the most central <laughs> point is that uh, the shame list was meant to highlight the absolute worst campuses from from our perspective, right? So yeah. you have a different perspective, and we all have different perspectives. So I, I think you are right in that thing, you know, from some people who, you know, who use the term Christians, you know, because I think one of the things we're finding in our society today is that there are people who are just as Christian as you or just as Christian as me who have different viewpoints on things, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, they base it in their, uh, you know, in their biblical way of looking at the Bible and, yeah. um, you know, looking at what Jesus said, looking at the New Testament, right. and saying, you know, being gay is not a sin, um, and that really strikes in the face of other people who are Christian who say something different. And so that's my goal, is to, you know, have a society where we can be Christians and have different viewpoints, and that one aspect of Christianity isn't necessarily spoken to more than in the other. Shane, um, I, I wonder if you could speak... Uh speak to this a little bit more. Um, so, um, how, I mean, what's the way forward? I mean, in your, in your perspective, um, um, you know, um, obviously, so, I mean, I'll just put my cards on the table. I mean, I, I, I do, I would fall into that camp. Like, like you say, I, I do believe that the Bible teaches that, uh, homosexuality is, is sinful. Um, however, I, I, I don't at all think that that means that we should treat, um, homosexuals, um, you know, violently or coercively or anything like that. Um, they, you know, uh, a, a homosexual person bears the image of God. Um, and, and I'm required by Jesus to honor and respect that despite the fact that I do think that the decisions and choices and lifestyle they're living, um, is not according to God's word. So, so I, you know, I, I, I think that the law should protect, um, homosexual persons. I, I, I believe that, um, that anything, um, done to harm them, um, or to treat them unfairly, um, unjustly, you know, I, I'd be fully in favor of, of that kind, those kinds of protections. Um, but I guess, um, part of what I'm, I, I, I'm sensing in our culture though, is that, um, 
you know, I, I mean, I, I believe in freedom of speech too. Um, and, and so I, I believe that, uh, it's great to have, um, I mean, I, I think you're, you're fully within your rights to, you know, uh, put out, uh, a list of, of colleges that you think, you know, are doing a horrible job. And, um, and just like, you know, I might be free to do the same thing on my end and, and you know, put out a list of, of colleges that I think are doing a horrible job. And, you know, and obviously they might for be different reasons for different reasons. <laughs> and, um, and, and, you know, because I mean, I guess, you know, it's in the same way that like, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, Nike can say they're the best shoes and Reebok suck or, you know, or, you know, Gatorade is awesome and Powerade, Powerade, Powerade sucks or, you know, whatever, like, like, um, I think, I think there's a certain kind of freedom that people ought to have to say what they think and, and let people choose for themselves. Um, I guess the thing that I wonder about though, is, is, um, is using the government, um, to sort of coerce people into agreeing with us. Um, is that legitimate? Um, because it sometimes feels like that's, the direction people are going saying, if you don't agree with me, I'm going to get the government, um, you know, to come and, you know, you know, fine you a lot of money or take put, money away, put, you know, or... put a gun to your head, you know, metaphorically speaking at this point, but just, you know, sort of like there's going to be consequences if you don't agree with me. Is, is that the way forward? Do you think? Well, I think, First of all, recognizing I came on your show today because I believe dialogue is the way forward, right? I think conversation, I think relationships with people, right? Like, and thank you for people that. People who yeah. don't necessarily always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People who Thanks. don't always agree with you. Like, I can be a, a friend. I, I don't know if you've read my history and like my background, but I can be a friend to someone who has opposing viewpoints without being opposing people, right? Like, mm-hmm. right. I can, I can listen. I can be there. You know, some people in our you know, in our society would say that is, you know, coalescing, that that is sitting down and like giving in. I'm like, no, it's about having people who challenge you, who make you think differently, who give you, you know, different viewpoints. Um, you know, the way I build re- relationships are ones that are with people who are different from me. I mean, I don't want to have everyone who's the same. So I'm not answering your question specifically, but I'll get to it. Um, but I just want to make sure you knew that was my, my personal, um, you know, calling is really relationships and building love and humanity and respecting everyone's dignity and human worth. And if you have a different um, religious viewpoint perspective that, that you, um, you know, you know, biblically um, justify, you know, that's, that's you and, and you can do that. At the end of the day, our organization, what I try to think about are young people. And, you know, I, there's been a lot of, a harm on the backs of religion, um, we can call it bigotry, bias, however we want to call it, but on the backs of religion toward, you know, transgender, gay, young people. And some people would say, well, that's not, the, the campus, you know, isn't doing that harm. Well, the policies are, the environment is. And so it's good to hear that you, you know, personally in your viewpoint, don't feel that gay people should be discriminated against, or I want to put it into my words, but like there should be a certain level where they shouldn't be harmed. Right. Um, that hasn't always been the case. That hasn't always been the case from, from, you know, Christian denominations and looking at, you know, gay people, you know, who have, I mean, there's been a lot of organizations that you probably know about who have, 
sanctioned government discrimination, who have called for the killing of gay people in in um, you know foreign countries, um, and so it's it's hard sometimes, right? Like sure, that's why sure. I think our conversation is important because I get to know you as a person. I don't get to know you as the label that has been called uh, an anti-LGBT Christian bigot or whatever language we want to use. Yeah, that, um, but I don't think government's always the answer. Getting back to your question, yeah. I don't think government's always the answer, but government can be a balancer when there's not anyone um, who is paying attention or who is not recognizing the unfair, uh, unjust treatment of a group of people in society. Um, I think that, again, um, being somebody who is very compelled uh, to to build relationships, I hear a lot of different arguments, and, and I, I listen, and then I, I try to make my own decisions. But the Shameless, this is our first year of doing it, and we produced a top 25 list for about, you know, nine years now. And so it took us nine years to say, you know what, we want to come up with the absolute worst campuses, right? And the reason for that is we thought by highlighting the positive work that campuses were doing for LGBT students, that it would help reach more and more campuses. And it has in the middle. So, like, there's campuses that are public and private institutions, especially in the Midwest and the South, that are doing wonderful stuff, right? And the problem is, is that students are still for whatever reason, um, you know, they have their own personal religious reasons for going to campuses that, um, you know, are, are, you know, sanctioning discrimination. George Fox University, you know, had a, a very public incident with a trans student. Um, well, you know, let me let me inter- inter- let me inter- interrupt there real quick. When we talk about discrimina- oh, sure. discrimination, um, it, in some sense, discrimination is unavoidable at some level. Meaning that um, we discriminate. Um, uh, I went to I went to college, and there's kids who got suspended for um, uh, cheating on their test scores or cheating on their you know. Some, at, at, there's always some sort of discrimination going on. Now, I I, I also want to um, uh, maybe preface this this pushback with also saying that I think the government has been. Um, usually the biggest problem in discrimination with Jim Crow laws, all these, all these laws in the past, the government, the government's been one of the biggest problems with discrimination. They've legislated it now, but there's a difference between um, there, there, there should be a way of thinking about this that kind of gets at the fundamental issue going on here. For, for example, um, we talk a lot. Um, uh, we talk a lot about, about inclusion. Well, at what point do we stop including people? I know, I know. At this point, we're we're beginning to stop including Christians now in the dialogue. We have. I mean, you're in, you're in North Carolina, and, and and we should point out. I mean, so Shane, you're you're an exception. Like, I mean, we're really grateful to have this conversation with you, but there are some people that wouldn't wouldn't even talk to us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, because we, we we're not we're not welcome to be part of the conversation anymore. Because we, you know, we didn't get on the bandwagon. I, I couldn't get hired at university campuses now, right now. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So I'm being discriminated against. Right. <laughs> but but let me let me also flush this out further. You're you're in North Carolina, where you guys are against HB two in North Carolina, but we also have um, uh, some of our friends in Oregon, um, the Sweet Cake, um, the Sweet Sweet Cake Bakers, where they've been fined for disagreeing with the government. Right, they've been defined. They've been fined for disagreeing, for not wanting to serve 
serve people some cupcakes. But in North Carolina, you have all several universities in the last couple months who decided to pull their services out from playing universities in North Carolina. So discrimination happens. It's just what's accepted kind of discrimination giving our current culture. Does that pushback make sense, Shane? Well, I think it's about society and what we've decided uh, is the the norms to humanity and, and treating people with dignity and respect, right? Like, um, if, if my husband and I go to a, a cake shop, right, which I, I can't recall the exact details of what the Oregon sweet cake, I think it's about selling a cake or cupcakes or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, that, you know, in Oregon, there are laws that say if you're going to have a business, right, that you have to serve customers, right? And there was a certain point at which we decided, which you are well aware of, that, you know, serving people of color, you know, you had to you had to serve all customers. It wasn't just about a certain customer. So I think that that is, that is something that, um, I mean, we're here today to talk about college campuses, which I think are different than, you know, private businesses, in my opinion, um, you know, even private colleges. I mean, higher education should be a place to go where you hear different viewpoints, where you can prepare yourself for a society that is diverse, mm-hmm. right? And so by just having all people like you. I mean, that's why I didn't go to a private school, to be honest. But at the same time, there are people who want to go to a private school. So um, I, I hear what you're saying. I acknowledge that what you're saying. Um, you know, I have. Um, would, would you acknowledge that I couldn't? <laughs> would you acknowledge that I couldn't get hired as a as a professor in philosophy <laughs> at, at University of I North Carolina right now? I, would, well, <laughs> I just I, want some I affirmation, Shane. <laughs> I would acknowledge I couldn't get hired at, you know, the colleges on the chain list. Right. So like, right. Um, right. But that's, <laughs> right, but that's, I mean, that's so, the point is, is, is there's a free, well, a, a, a free exchange in who they want to hire or not. North university, of North Carolina would not hire me because of actual bias in their policies. Well, I don't know who, who you are, your background or your professional expertise. I think that there, there are public institutions that have hired people with, diverse, different ideological ideas. Um, I think what it comes down to, though, is um, for an LGBT, especially a trans person of color, a trans young person, like there is real direct uh, systemic harm there that has been there um, for a gay young person Mm -hmm. to be out. Like we don't have any employment protections in this country for for LGBT young people federally, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mm -hmm. LGBT people in general. Like, there's no employment protection. So you can be fired from your job federally um, and in uh, half of the states in the country simply for being gay, mm-hmm. right? There yeah. are protections, at least government, who says that they'll be upheld, but there are protections for people based on their religious faith and values, mm-hmm. yeah. right? So, so I mean, if we had an even playing field, I would be able to buy into your argument a little bit better, but, I mean, mm-hmm. that's just us talking right now. I mean, yeah. the shameless, though, just to be clear, the shameless was about identifying these campuses so people know. I'm not saying they don't have the right to, to do it. I'm just saying people have the right to know this information. Yeah, and that's and that's a fair clarification, and we don't want to um, unfairly describe what your shameless is. So I think that's a that's a fair— Well, some people have argued that I'm, like, trying to like, say they can't do it or they shouldn't do it. Well, I personally believe that <laughs> they shouldn't do it, but I'm not going to put those personal beliefs on the backs of these— 
private institutions that you know this is what they say their values are. But so your goal of the yeah, but your goal of the shameless is definitely to try to get federal funding out of their pockets because you don't like their their personal policies. So you would you? Well, the, I mean, that's the whole point the, of the shameless is support, to to highlight support, that dilemma. Yeah, I would support the conversation that's going on in California right now around you know state monies of the California system. You know, should those those state monies be used that are public tax dollars to fund campuses where a student that you know, is LGBT wouldn't be able to go, right? Wouldn't be able to have access to. Those are public money. So I do, uh, you know, think a conversation. I do think that, you know, federally we should question public taxpayer dollars going to places where not everyone can attend. So would you support a state like Idaho? Would you support a state like Idaho, who's a little more conservative, making sure federal funding doesn't go towards colleges that are maybe pro-LGBT? Well, I, <laughs> here's the thing. So public money, right, public monies are meant for the public good. So pro-LGBT doesn't mean that they're anti-something else, right? Like everyone should be able to go to a, a public institution um, or um, a private institution that receives public money, which is the big problem here is why are private institutions that by definition are private institutions, whether they be religious or non-religious, receiving public tax dollars? Yeah, I actually, I actually agree with you on that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, that's where my libertarianness kicks in. <laughs> but in terms of philosophy and how we're defining what where public tax dollars should go is we're highly discriminatory, and what we're we're highly discriminatory based on the direction the wind is blowing. Meaning that a lot of a lot of the definitions that are going around, um, even with the LGBT community, um, personal pronouns and stuff like that, it's all coming on from based how I feel about how I should be defined. So you got Rachel Dolozel up in Spokane. She's just an hour and a half from us. She's a white woman, grew up a white woman, and believes, and she feels like she's a black woman. Well, when is when is this in, when is this definition of how I feel gonna? When is it end? Uh, uh, when does when does the cliff fall off? When does it stop? And I think actually this goes back, um, Shane, your, your point about um, there are actually two things that I want to follow up on. One is um, your your point about universities should be places where you actually run into the real world, um, you know, where there's a real exchange of different ideas. Um, I, I really appreciate that, and and I, I guess in a big big way, um, the question though is. Um, what is, you, you, I think you use the phrase public good. Um, it seems like part of what we're up against though is, um, how, how do we define that public good? Um, what, what's in what's out, um, you know, is, you know, what about the Nazis? You know, do the Nazis, you know, do they get to be part of the, the conversation too? What about the communists? What about racists? What, you know, what about pedophiles? Um, you know, like, and, and I think that's part of what, what Gabe Gabriel's getting at is like, um, I mean, I, I, I fully agree that like, um, I, I think human beings should be treated justly and fairly. Absolutely. And, um, uh, across the board, uh, no matter what, but I think there's, there's always sort of a, a, an implied morality behind, uh, what we mean by good, you know, what, what, what is good and, um, and who gets to decide. And is, if it's just, you know, how we feel. Um, I, I really feel that this is good. Well, how are we going to deny that, that those deep feelings of goodness to someone 
you know, again, uh, a white supremacist or uh, a, a Nazi or a communist or a pedophile, um, you know, that they feel that their deepest identities um, are fulfilled in these things. I mean, wh- where where is the line? It seems like we can't just go off of uh, what I personally feel. There has to be something outside of us that um, helps us to to make distinctions between what is good and what what isn't good. Does that make sense, Shane? I think, um, first of all, let's acknowledge that we've always redrawn lines, right? So, like, this is a coloring book where there's defined lines, and then we color within the line. As a society throughout history, we have looked at our imperfect humanity, right? We've looked at our imperfect government, and we've redrawn lines in order to create a more just society, a society that is inclusive of people. Um, I I would like to dismiss your Nazi pedophile um, comments simply because I think they are extreme, Um, but I I know that oftentimes in debates or conversations, we tend to take things to extremes, and, and I'm trying to look at people who ultimately you know, give human dignity and respect to each other. I would argue someone who's a pedophile does not do that. Someone who's a Nazi does not give human dignity and respect equally to each other. But part part so, of the challenge, um, um, part, part, I'm sorry to interrupt, just just to want to throw it out there is that like, so if you talk to somebody like 20 years ago, um, you know, talk to Joe American 20 years ago, and you had said, um, you know, what if there's um, homosexual marriage in America? 20 years ago, uh, liberals said, oh, that's so extreme. That's crazy, right? I mean, you know, Hillary Clinton and, you know, was was saying she did not believe in gay marriage, you know, less than 20 years ago. Bill Clinton signed DOMA. Yeah, Bill Clinton signed uh, Defense of Marriage Act. And so, like, just 20 years ago, yeah. pe- people were saying homosexual marriage is an extreme. Don't talk crazy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I I, I I wasn't, so just listen to me, I guess. You win. You win. We got to talk to Shane more. <laughs> in all seriousness, um, you know, I I I identify as a gay male. Um, I have um, many friends who have asked and built relationships with me that have been able to learn, be able to understand at a at a deep level who I am, and they understand that is different from you know, taking on a, like a neo-Nazi ideology, right? Like my identity is different from an ideology. Um, they also understand, you know, I, I I shun even bringing this into the conversation, but the idea of pedophiles, I mean, that is really much, I mean, most pedophiles are heterosexual in their identity. So like, it's really hard to hear that as a gay man, because that's oftentimes been one of those things that, kept me in my early, you know, adulthood going like, I can't be this. I, I, I can't, you know, and, but yet, you know, my identity was gay and that's what leads young people to suicide and depression who are, you know, LGBT. And for a trans young person today, it's even more difficult because there's scientific evidence that, you know, people are born, you know, with a sex other than just male and female. I mean, there's scientific evidence there. There's also scientific evidence around chromosomes. So we are learning about our humanity. Uh, We are also learning about, you know, our own values. And, you know, you have Christian values. Um, I have my values as a Christian. 
I, I think we live in a world where a democracy, at least in the U.S., where we can share those and, and as a society have dialogue and conversation that 20 years from now, um, I want a world that is loving, that is caring, that treats people with dignity and respect. Um, and I think that includes LGBT people. I don't know who else it includes. I, I can't predict that future. Yeah. Uh, really appreciate that. Uh, maybe last question for you, Shane. I, I, we want to respect your time and, and really do appreciate you coming on the show with us today. Um, I want to end there maybe with that, just sort of a question for you. Um, uh, what does it mean for you? Um, you know, you, you, you say that you're Christian and, uh, and I want to, I just want to take that at face value and just ask you, you know, so, um, what does it mean for you that, uh, that you're a Christian, that you're a follower of Jesus? You know, as a follower of Jesus, uh, a Christ follower, I have learned so much about my own humanity, about my own imperfection. Um, and every day I, I try in my life to live in a way that, um, you know, shines light on Jesus and shines light on, on who I am and helps, uh, young people, um, particularly young people who I care about, which are not just LGBT, but homeless young people, um, you know, and I, I try to put that into my daily practice. Um, I think that's all of our jobs as Christians, regardless of our beliefs in in who has, um, you know, you know, a, a moral, um, uh, you know, value. Um, I think all human life has has value and, and dignity. And um, you know, as a gay man, um, I have every right to define myself as a Christian and to believe who I am. In um, in, in body and soul is exactly how God made me. Shana, I, um, I appreciate that very much. And, and, uh, once you know that, um, really do appreciate you being on the show here. I, I, uh, uh, I, I know it's not the, maybe the funnest thing in the world to talk <laughs> to people that are, you know, on a, a different, um, at a different perspective and, and think very differently. I, um, but I, um, really do respect that. Um, I, I certainly, as uh, as someone who professes faith in Christ, you know, I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, praying for you. I I I I have to be honest. I'll be praying that um, you change your mind, but um, <laughs> but I I but I only pray that because uh, I do really, really care for you, and I I hope that uh, one day um, you might find um, in Christ um, both um, really true full acceptance of who God made you to be, but also. Uh, deliverance um, from, I think, perhaps um, uh, a lot of misconceptions too, and I and I, uh, you know, I say that with knowing that I'm one of those people too, uh, that that Jesus has loved me um, and loved me and my sin and my darkness and um, and died to set me free, and um, and I, I hope um, I hope that uh, maybe we can uh, even keep in touch in some some way. But really appreciate your time and and thanks for your uh, your kindness and coming on the show. Thank you so much, Shane. Well, I enjoyed it. So it's not like it was anything rough for me. I mean, I've talked to, to people with, with different views on my whole life. So have me back anytime you would like. And, um, you know, I we're all in this together. So much love to you. Hey, thank you so much, folks. You can find m- more information on their website at campuspride.org. Shane, again, Executive Director of Campus Pride. Thank you for joining us. Have a good day.
welcome to the One Minute Apologist. One Minute Apologist. If you had one minute Apologia. to be able to unpack for the audience. We interview the world's leading apologists to provide credible answers to curious questions. Dr. Geisler, do all religions lead to God? All religions don't lead to God for one simple reason. They teach opposite things and opposites can't be true. Uh, Muhammad taught that there's only one person in God and Christianity says there's three persons in God. They can't both be true. You know, the Bhagavad Gita can't be the Word of God in the Bible. The Word of God. They teach opposite uh, beliefs. And the Book of Mormon can't be the Word of God, and the Bible the Word of God, because they have opposite beliefs. There's only one God, not many uh, gods. So if they all taught the same thing, uh, one, they'd be one religion, but the fact that they teach opposites, there are many religions, and opposites can't both be true. And they're on essential doctrines, not just uh, trivial little things. How do you tell a counterfeit? You tell a counterfeit not by its superficial similarities, but by its crucial differences. You don't tell a counterfeit $20 bill because you say it's 20, it's on paper, it's rectangular. Uh, it has some crucial differences than a, a real $20 bill. So we tell counterfeits not by superficial similarities, but by crucial differences. Superficial to say, we believe in God, we believe in Jesus, yeah, which Jesus, which God? Crucial differences are their opposite beliefs about God. Shane Winmeyer. Welcome back to CrossPolitik, y'all. CrossPolitik.com. Go there. Facebook. Yes. Forward slash. iTunes. iTunes. Yes. Yes. Right? The podcast. <laughs> Subscribe. We <of> are. Course. <laughs> yeah. You can find us there. All social media. We're there. Just like Apology Radio. Twitter. Twitter. Hit Twitter up. CrossPolitik. At. At CrossPolitik. Um, Shane Winmeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, thanks to Shane yeah. for being on the show. I uh, I thanked him on Twitter, and he asked when the show was going to be up, and I told him we'd let him know, so we're going we're gonna, to- Awesome. We'll so ta- he's listening right now. We'll tag him, and we'll say, hey, Shane, thanks for being on the show. Thank yeah. you, Shane. Yeah. Yes, and- um, It's yes. never easy- no. Going on, going on no. to, you know- It was awesome. It was awesome having him on. Yeah. Um, we, we differ significantly- mm. And uh, as I said that at the end of the at the end of the interview, right, right. Um, I'm praying. I'm praying for Shane. Yes. Yeah. Hey, and guess what? Everyone out there, be praying for Shane. Praying too. for Shane. That's right. Uh, Shane, we didn't actually get to talk to Shane about his coming out as a friend of Dan Cathy, the CEO of. Oh, it, wait, those haters over there. Chick Fil A. Those, those yeah. gay haters. This is for my yeah. wife. My wife loves Chick Fil A. You but know, they hate gay people. my my wife is one of those. Well, what shall I say? She's a bit obsessed. With Chick-fil-A? With Chick-fil-A? Have you had Chick-fil-A? So you know you Chick-fil-A. can go up on campus at the University of Idaho and get it. Yes, I know. Yeah. They're here? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. They're yes. in oh, on the University town. of Idaho campus. Oh, yes. You didn't know that? But it's, but it's in the, yeah, it's in the commons. It's, it's, it's not a full Chick-fil-A. But he, they're friends. We planned yes, a wow. summer vacation one year so that my wife could go to Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a good wife. <laughs> That's a good wife. But, you got you a good one, Toby. <laughs> you got you a good one. So, again, we have- so so so. so so he's he became friends with Dan Cathy. Yep. Wow. And um and has a, a article I think in the Huffington Post about that. We didn't get a chance to talk to him about that. But pray for Shane. Yes. Pray that Jesus would get a hold of him. Yeah. Amen. Come and, on. And uh, forgive his sins and bring him into the church. Yes. Um. But uh, man, lots of people that 
talk and believe just like him, right? Uh, we have lots of friends. I mean, I mean, I mean, you should have friends. Yeah, you yeah. should. Uh, you should know people who claim to be Christians, who are gay, mm-hmm. or or support those who are gay, um, in the same kind of situation. Right. And we right. hope that interview's a good example um, of of uh, you know how to engage how dialogue. To, how, dialogue dialogue how to but also how not to um, apologize for the Christian um, for for God's word and and his. And his will for us in our sex life, right? I think I think a lot of the challenge of this whole conversation is because like Shane, Shane was pulling, he's pulling the love card. Oh yeah, right. He's like, it's love, love, love. I'm not hurting anybody. It's all about love. All you need, right? Is mm. love. But the problem was, I was I was talking to this um, a student today about this exact same conversation, and the problem is, Shane brought up it at one point in the interview. He said that that. Um, uh, LGBT community would commit suicide because they didn't feel accepted. So he's connecting right, right. acceptance to suicide. So this is like a, a life-saving thing. A life-saving right. thing that we accept them, right? right? But the problem is, is either they're going to commit suicide here on earth, how he's he's saying, I want to avoid the suicide here on earth, but instead I'm going to take the eternal suicide away from God in heaven. Right. 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 And and because you you refuse to do what's best for you here on earth, then you're going to get God's judgment in heaven. And 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 the actually, gospel actually go ahead, go ahead. we call that hell, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Repeat, <laughs> Repeat, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and and but the but the gospel is. Hey, can I, can I, yeah, get in here, can King. I just, um, just want to make sure that I say I just think it's really important that you guys are like out there and you're interviewing people with differing views. Yeah, and you're exposing their contradictions and stuff because there's not none of that in the media anymore. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, thanks, King Jojo. And so we we need we need a Christian media that is sharing the gospel with these people who oppose the views of of us in a gracious way, but also not letting them get away with their logical inconsistencies and the fallacies of their position. Yeah, and so like that that's why y'all show is amazing because just the way that you're bringing the where's the, that the, where's the, that organ play that <laughs> organ preach it it's your organ and you still have one more week <laughs> when you get it. Oh. <laughs> King, King Ginger doesn't get the organ. From the organ of the day I'm on the show. <laughs> he, he he did something. He's on punishment. Anyway. Uh, I'm in timeout. Uh, I'm from, in timeout from the church organ. Yeah. We'll bring it back for you. We brought Boston. Marcus on the show just to talk about how awesome we are. Uh, no. no, just kidding. Well, after what we've been. Yeah, I, said, I said before the show, we got a real problem when I got my staff coming in talking about how much better cross politics is than Apology Radio. Oh. That's a real Ouch, well, Marcus! Don't don't that's reveal a who. Problem. That's a that's a problem because whoever that is gonna get fired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they so good. Why don't you go work for Cross Politics? <laughs> it wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. me. You pulled the shaggy on him. It wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> but to bring to bring yeah. back that train of thought is is the gospel is even if you know the way Satan sets it up is he sets it up in a way that things look good. He's an angel of light. He's an angel of light. Well, Things look good, but in the end, as Proverbs says, in the end is death. Yeah. Right. And so we've been fooled. Our society has been duped because we see all these shiny things that we think are good for us. And the gospel comes in and says, no, right. Jesus is good for you. This is dying to yourself, right. living to Jesus. This is, this is how you deal with your sexual. It's so, it's so easy too. And like you read the Bible, it's so easy to think that bad guys um, are 
are just like these like Disney villains, <laughs> right? Right, like yeah. Disney villains, like are just you know they're just bad. Yeah, and you, you can tell because of the music. You can tell because you know they look ugly. You know, yep, yep, Cruella yep. Deville. Yeah, yep, right. You know, whatever yep. the, the dragons. <laughs> you know, whatever. It's like the bad. Yep. And you're like, oh, that's bad. And you're so and so, but the fact of the matter is, is that if you, it's easy to identify the villains. Right. <laughs> it's hard to identify with the villains. Right. Yeah. To recognize that they got there, mm-hmm. and that every single one of us can get there too. If if we but by the grace of God. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah, that's right. Right? Yeah. So cuz is that I mean, and so part of what we're talking about though is how do people get there? Mm-hmm. Well, oh! <laughs> there, there what, comes the organ. How do people get there? How do people get to that point? Well, it's it's because it's in the name of love. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's 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 you know, I, I don't want them to commit suicide. I, I don't want them to be depressed. I want them to be accepted. Hmm. Right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, <laughs> that's why though it's so attractive. Well, yeah. Are the the if Eve would have seen, oh, the villain painted in the same way that we paint the villain nowadays, it would have been easy for her to make the to right. say, oh, oh, this is a bad this guy, is a bad guy. I'm not going to listen to the bad guy, <laughs> right? We think that oh, Eve it was so easy to see, but no, it wasn't. He was a glorious, well, that glorious dragon. That's that's right. why C.S. Lewis's villains are much more Christian. Um, villains than our Disney? modern Disney villains, right? <laughs> right. Because um, the Queen of Narnia, she was an attractive woman, right? Right. right. They, were, they were attractive villains, and and to be able to, you got you got to be able to read through. You got to be able to know. You got to know the story. And you got to know like Proverbs hits home every time I talk about right. this. Because right. in the end, uh, behind all these doors is death. Right. Behind all these doors is dry bones. But it doesn't yeah. look like that on the front end. Yeah, does not. And, and we and I think we say that and we don't believe it. Like we mm-hmm. don't like we say like oh yeah it's attractive but it's not really right. But we don't realize no no it's going to be really attractive. Right. Yes. And the people that fall for it fall for it in a certain well, there's a certain kind of genuineness to their belief. Yeah. Like this is really for the good of society. This is good for culture. This is saving lives. This is love. Yeah. Right. Right. And, Good and without think, obedience, but right? it's, yeah, but it, of course just, it's all defined by their right. own, by themselves, yeah. by, by their own feelings. They've left God's standard, right? Yeah, and and you notice, I think this is something we were talking offline here. Shane, when we were talking to Shane, um, he was talking like he wanted to work with us. Oh yeah, he was talking like he wanted to have a conversation with us, right? right. But we go through, we all know um, which way the wind is blowing, which direction yeah. the wind blowing. Yeah. We all know which way legislation is right. blowing right it, yeah right i was talking to ben maybe i shouldn't say his name oh i was talking to carl. somebody <laughs> it was carl maybe it was carl somebody <laughs> after that interview uh-huh. about the shame list and i was we just wanted people to be aware <laughs> yeah and this person who i talked to said yeah what would happen if we published a shame list yeah. yeah, where you know where the, the most flaming schools. Yeah, Fra- flame friendly schools. Yeah, and we and we said, watch out, shame. What would happen? Yeah, yeah, we, might- we'd be attacked. We'd be like that guy that Marcus was just talking about. It was like, if I'm not here on Monday, you know, here's the kill button. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Project Veritas. Well, and, and by the way, I, I just want to no, pull us. I- Go ahead, Marcus. What'd you say? No, I'm just saying. I said uh, we need a kill switch for that list. Yeah, we yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> I just want I just want to pull a side ten on this. If you don't know who side ten Brunkate is, you know, you, go on YouTube and Canada. And, yeah, yeah. Type in precept apologetics. He'll pop up. Okay. I promise you. Okay. Uh, but 
the whole time I was listening to that, all I could think of was that this guy has jumped into our vehicle, taken all the good things about Christianity, and is yeah. driving our car off the cliff. Absolutely, yeah. He wants to put out a list. Yeah. Go ahead. If I'm jump in there, Marcus. Yeah, I think I think. Well, one of the things that uh, someone said to me about the interview was the man. The man is focused on dominion. Come on now. Right. He he, he, he is. He's focused on full outright dominion of his worldview for all people, and every need, one needs to submit to what he believes. Exactly. Right. Or get out, including his right? laws. Yeah. Yeah. It's a gospel. Right. Absolutely. And what's his laws. and what's right. really tricky about it is that he does it as a Christian. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, 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 right. Right. And so he's and so all of a sudden what it does for us as Christians is that we kind of step back and say, Ooh, all right, how do I navigate these waters? Right. Yeah. And it turns out though that some of our deepest impulses and desires, the things that go way, way down into our humanity, yep. that we find in our humanity are destroying us. Right. Right? And, and they're killing us. Yeah. And and so to to um, submit to them, to celebrate them, uh, to protect them, to defend them is actually to protect the poison inside us that's going to kill us. Yeah. And so this is the grace of God in Christ to come and say, no, I'm, I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. I won't do that because, because fundamentally it isn't what God made you for. Yes, sir. And, and, and the issue in all this is the reason why our society is thinking like this is because at some point the church stopped believing what the Bible said about how to love our neighbor. Yeah. Or we just stop believing the Bible. Or stop believing the Bible. I mean, like, stop believing that God is the one who made us. God is the one who uh, gets to define what love is, gets to define what humanity gets is. Gets to define what shame is. Yes. Yeah. Right? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. And, just, and, and we're, we're, we, we've become embarrassed by it. Oof. Right? So, we're, we're embarrassed of it, and so we don't want to say it. Right. Right. So I think... I think um, well, they're not embarrassed of their definition of love. Come on now. No, they aren't. <laughs> no, and, and, like they're, they're completely happy making sure you know exactly what their version of love is. Right. They're a lot so, better at evangelism than we are. Yes, exactly true. They can, they can articulate their position better. Their, their position sounds better, sounds more appealing to the, the masses. No. Their idea of love right. sounds way more um, palatable, right. something that you can swallow a lot easier. Right. And the fact that it's so it so resonates and it seems so powerful is actually uh, indicative of the fact that we have we've left God's word. Yeah. yeah. So, so the church, by and large, is full of emotional sap. Right. So, like, so our relationship with Jesus and our relationship with God is is yeah. a bunch of emotional sap. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. spiritual. I yeah. speak. Yeah. I feel holy. I just feel it. I just feel it. No. You feel yeah. it. No, brother, you're justified. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, right. and, then, and then when... I was hearing the organ play in my head, by the way. Right then, I just heard the organ play in my head. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the, and, the, and then when the, when the LGBTQ RX WXYZ comes along yeah. and says, I, f- I feel love. Yeah. This is love. I feel accepted by God. Yeah. I feel we have nothing to say because we've not been defining the lo- love As by the- God's word. We've been defining it by our feelings. Preach, pastor. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's let's get at that then. Get when, it. When I'm talking to an LGBT person and I come to them and they say, well, you aren't exhibiting love by not accepting me. Right. And then I turn around and say, no, I actually 
do love you because I, right. I'm against this. I think this sin is destroying you. You think you aren't hurting anybody, but I think actually you're doing the most damage to yourself. Right. Yeah. How do I, how do I get at that in a way that is attractive to that person? Uh, the gospel, you know, I don't want to make the gospel attractive in a way that it's not gospel. Right. You know, I love, I love the way this is actually from the, um, oh, what's her name? A king. Uh, Alveda uh, King. Alveda Alveda King. King interview. Alveda King's interview. Oh my goodness! If you're listening to this and you did not yeah. listen to the Alveda King episode, go back. Go stop now. Stop now. Pause. Alveda King. <laughs> go get it. Go get it now. I love how she said she's talking about the blood guilt of abortion. Come on now. Yeah. yeah. And she says, "Here's the thing: we're all sinners. Yep. That's we're right. all wicked. We've all fallen short of the glory of God." And then she says this. There's room at the cross cross for you. That's right. Yeah. There's room at the cross for you. Yeah. One of the things, too, that Alveda did, and if you ever hear her talk to someone who is considering an abortion, is if you listen to her tone, no one is going to accuse Alveda of not caring for them in the way that she talks to them. Right. Well, you're just a hater. You just don't. Right. It's like you listen to that woman's tone and you like you can hear it. She's like, yeah. if you're a person who's going to go have an abortion, you hear that. You're like, I'll tell you one thing. I'll do what I want to do. But that woman loves me. Right. That woman right. cares about right. me, yeah. and I can tell right. by the way she's talking to me. Right. And I think a lot of times as Christians, our tone has probably been uh, not so inviting, yeah. even though we're saying a lot of the right things. But there's people out there who really could use a good tone with a good message. Right. There's uh, back, <laughs> to, back to Gabe's question, though. Back to Gabe's question. I would say the answer is the cross. That's right. The answer is Jesus. The answer is, is why did Jesus have to die? Why did Jesus die? Yeah. To be a Christian, you know, we're Christians. That means we need the death of Jesus. Yes, right. And that's how that's that's how we were saved. Yeah. Uh, we're not here preaching something at them, right? We're standing under this good news. Come on right. now, it's for right. us. Yes, and we and we ha- God has <clears throat> had mercy on us. Jesus died for our sins, and and we have found forgiveness. We found freedom. We found acceptance. We found glory. Yeah, and. And they need it too. Well, and I mentioned this to um, offline. Also, I was driving down from all the Cor- best stuff is offline. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Ki- I'm kidding. No. Go, ahead, go, go. I was I was driving down from Coeur d'Alene today with a, a guy in my car who needed a ride down from Coeur d'Alene to Moscow, and we talked a lot about this. And and I I got to the point where it's like, man, I need to I need to tell this guy about the cross. Right. And we had this we had this thick conversation about politics, LGBT issues, diversity, and right. all that stuff. The reason why God gave us Trump and Hillary. So that we would talk about Jesus more. Yeah, Ooh. you can go from you can go from right? Trump and Hillary hold on, hold on, to the hold on, gospel. Hold on. Trump, Trump and Hillary to gospel. <laughs> all right, just, 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 that was, that was, there right. we go. And and I, but I got to the cross point. Like I made all the I thought I made all these great points about hypocrisy, LGBT diversity when it's not really diverse, when they don't care about Christians, right, blah blah. Right. You know, and then Trump and Hillary. I thought I was I thought I was doing really good. And I started talking about the cross, and I was like, it 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 felt like. This needs to be. This needs to be about love. I felt like I need to go, like take their story, right? The, their story of love and tie yeah. it into the cross. Yeah, I, lo- I love that's how right? that's how Pastor Toby goes up to the campus. Like, Lord, I'm gonna go up here and preach. You're gonna think that I'm talking about hate. They're gonna think right. I'm talking about hate. Right. But Lord, help help me talk the, about love. The Let cross, the cross be. Yeah. Cross is all about love. That's right. all about love. Right. Absolutely. Right? And I, yeah, God and I, so. Love loved the world, right? This, he, yeah. And this is love. You just yeah. right? trying to get your organ back to death. <laughs> <laughs> the cross is about love. <laughs>
God so loved the world. <laughs> All right. Anyway. And so and so I felt like when I got to the conversation about the cross, I started like in my in my mind, I was like, man, but I, I should tie it back into to love, which you, you need to do. But I, I was doing it in a way where it's like I felt like I need to grab grab his idea of love. Yeah. And everything when I was like, it. when I was, and then I, yeah, I, and then I started thinking <laughs> while I was talking to the guy, I started thinking, I, was like, I, just, I just need to tell him, look, man, I, 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 I said, there's two things we all have in common in this world. We all sin and we all die. Yeah. And, yeah. and if we all sin and we all die there, that's a problem. Right. Right. And the only solution to this problem is the cross. And then from there, and then once you get the cross, right, then you could figure out how to love everyone, uh, how to love your, your neighbor. Right. And, um, so it was just, it was yeah. just kind of an odd moment where he was talking, he kind of um initially took the hill yeah and then i started talking about the cross and i felt like i felt like okay this isn't the best answer and i was like no that's exactly the answer that's exactly the answer and don't forget there's something supernatural when you start talking about jesus right right. (laughs) you know right (laughs) there's something supernatural that happens and this is love not that we loved god but that god loved us and sent his son as a propitiation for our sins amen right so that's love and so when when god when we receive that love that's what what enables us to begin talking about what love is oh but if but if we don't have that, then everything else we come up with, you know, who knows? King Ginger, he just turned into he's like he just enjoyed listening to the show. He just like he just listened to the show. He's like this is good. He's I'm a little popcorn. <laughs> I'm just getting that preaching in right now. <laughs> hey, before we go, Marcus, wrap us up with what's going down at Apology Radio. Oh, we started a new web series called The Studio. It's like a mockumentary, like The Office. It's that's a fun four minute sketch show that we started because christians can laugh you know what? What? Like, hey, what? and i just want you to know right now y'all ruined my life by not having an episode up this week i was my kids were not happy uh, with you we were we all got together it was tuesday and we grabbed the the, the tablet and we were going to sit down and there was like where's the new episode at instead there's somebody telling me oh i'm sorry we don't have an episode it's like your whole speech of why you don't have an episode took like Three minutes, Marcus. I got. A, I got a curious. I got a curious you question. Could have had an episode. <laughs> I got a curious question for Good you. Stuff. Go check it out. How long does it take you? How long does it take you guys to record an episode, put together an episode, a four minute episode? Uh, we can record an episode. We can record two episodes uh, in one day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we're filming two episodes in one day. So, so four minutes each. Faster. So go check yeah, out so go check out the studio at Apologia Studios, right? Yeah, Apologia Studios on YouTube. There we go. And and what else you got going on over there? You guys got so much going on. Sheologians? Uh, that's right. Sheologians. Um Oh, Sheologians, yeah. With uh, James White's daughter and Joy from Apologia Radio. That show got the number two on iTunes on its first week. That's Way to awesome. go, Christian. So right under Joel Osteen. I'm going to tell you, it makes you feel good when you're producing a podcast and you see your podcast right beside Joel Osteen. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys are doing something like, right. Yeah. Hey, Marcus. Hey, so brother. We had Rebecca Merkel on the show today to talk about that. So hey, about that, hey uh, sisters from here. Here we go. So that's coming out Friday. All right. That's hey, coming out Friday. So go check out more Apologia. Sheologians. Sheologians. Apologia Studios at YouTube. And Cross Politic, of course, at crosspolitic.com. Check us out at iTunes. iTunes. Rate us. Send us an email, crosspolitic.gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. God bless. Ask Gabe why he doesn't have a beard. What is up?